What's up, guys? Welcome to Lockdown Universe. Thanks for joining the show. I just wanted to send a huge shout out to anybody who has donated. I appreciate you guys. It helps make the podcast and it's brought to you by donations. So uh, it makes it easier for me to research. It takes a lot of time to research these topics and bring them to you. So uh, especially these unique stories, um, they're hard to find and they're giving, getting more and more difficult to find. So if you're able to donate, would really appreciate it. Make the show a lot better and uh, allow me to get some better equipment. So until then, enjoy the show, guys. Take care. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today... I want to talk about the Baptist minister who gave last rites to the three aliens who died in the 1941 UFO crash in Missouri. So I spoke a little bit about this. I just kind of tiptoed around it in the last podcast. I want to give you the full story. So in April of 1941, there's a little town called Cape Girardeau. It's in uh, Missouri. It's close to St. Louis, but far enough away where it's just a nice, quiet, quaint little town. Beautiful. Um... And it's on the banks of the Mississippi uh, River. So um, a pastor, a reverend, I should say, a reverend William Huffman, states in this article, which is on hows.com, uh, a pastor of the Red Star Baptist Church in Cape Girardeau on the banks of the Mississippi uh, in Missouri, uh, was asked by the sheriff to hold a service for the victims of a plane crash that had allegedly happened on the same day near the city. Huffman agreed and arrived at the crash site. The place was full of police officers, FBI agents, firefighters, military men, doctors, and there was a bunch of debris of some kind of aircraft. They actually have a picture of the Reverend here too, so it's not made up. This guy exists. First of all, Huffman was surprised to see the wreckage of the plane because it was totally different from any other usual plane. He knew from his experience in traveling in both military and passenger airplanes that this was something that was totally different. Huffman had never seen anything like this. The object was metallic and shaped like a giant saucer. There were no seams and there were no joints visible on it, which we still can't make today. Our stuff is made out of sheet metal. Even the rockets that we have, that NASA creates, the best best rockets that we have, still have rivets and still have still made of sheet metal. Okay, Huffman tried looking inside this destroyed object through the hole that was at the outer surface of the object. He saw that there was a small metal chair, some instruments, consoles, and tiles and also many other things that he had never seen before. Which, for which it would be very difficult for him to describe. What's interesting here is that this is back in 41. More recent aircraft that Bob Lazar has worked on stated that the aircraft that he was working on in particular, he didn't only worked on one, he didn't get to work on all the others. He only ever saw the other craft one time when all the bay doors were open by happenstance. Otherwise, all the other bay doors to all the other aircrafts were closed. But he said during this one time he was able to see the other ones. But in his, on his particular aircraft, he was able to go in and look around. And there were no dials. There were no screens. There were no nothing. It was literally like this like drone craft. It was probably controlled uh, by, by a mothership 
and um, you know drop three aliens down to do whatever they were going to do. Um, and a lot of people believe that these greys are kind of like these biological entities that they created to basically be robots. And some people believe that they are Zeta Reticulans that are actually from the Zeta Reticuli planet uh, number three in the solar system that it is an actual planet that um, these greys actually exist on. So that's out for debate. But nonetheless, uh, Dr. Huffman, Pastor Huffman, was brought out there to look at this object. And he stated um, he saw a small metal chair, some instruments, some consoles with dials, and other things he never saw before. At some point, Huffman saw some strange inscriptions that resembled Egyptian hieroglyphs. How many times do we talk about these hieroglyphs, man? These things seem to be unanimous amongst all these aircraft that are out there. So either A, they're all coming from the same place, B, there's some sort of universal language out there that, that exists that we don't know about, or C, some other unknown that, that we're still working on. But what's interesting is people still claim that they look like Egyptian hieroglyphs. Are these hieroglyphs the same hieroglyphs that exist in Egypt today that are from thousands of years ago? Many people believe that the pyramids were created by aliens, or the aliens had some some way of helping build those those uh, pyramids. Now, there's pyramids on Mars as well. There's pyramids on other other planets. Um, so, you know, when we talk about like the 1984 ex exploration of the remote viewer uh, Joseph McMonagall, where they the CIA asked Joe to review a million years ago on Mars, he stated he saw pyramids with huge, large rooms to, to hold these extremely large humanoid-like individuals uh, that were on the planet one million years ago B.C. So these Egyptian writings are very well documented, very well unanimous amongst all these craft. It just seems like this is kind of the universal language, at least... Maybe for one species, maybe not for all, but maybe just for this one. But again, again, even Peniston, you know, in the UK, when he touched that triangular black, obsidian black uh, aircraft, he saw Egyptian-like hieroglyphs and jotted them down. You can look them up on the internet. So they just seem to be universal. Huffman stated that uh, he went to the three dead bodies laying on the ground near the object and gave them their last rites. When he saw the bodies closely, he was shocked because he, they were dead aliens that were the size of a small child. He guessed that those aliens had probably been the pilots of the crash ship. He noticed that, the two, that two of the bodies were lying next to each other, but the third one was at some distance. He thought that the third one had not died in the crash immediately, and managed to get some steps away further from the craft. Huffman said the aliens were very small in size, only four feet. What's interesting is they have a picture of uh, these two men holding up an alien. It's a drawing, but it's very famous, and it's been around UFO circles for a long time. Two men holding up um, a dead alien by the arms so that they could see the size, and they took a picture of it. According to the pastor, the creatures had tiny mouths with indistinguishable noses and no ears at all. They were wearing tight suits that looked like chewed aluminum foil. Interesting. When Huffman finished his prayers, several military men approached him and told him to keep his mouth shut about that incident. 
Therefore, all those years, he had told no one about it. He shared everything with his wife and sons, though. <laughs> In 1984, Mrs. Huffman, dying of cancer, told her granddaughter, Charlotte Mann, about everything. She also said that her husband somehow managed to secretly take a photo of one of the dead aliens from an unknown man. According to Charlotte Mann, at some point, she had also seen that photo, but does not know um, why it disappeared. She contacted ufologist Leonard Stringfield, who wrote about the incident in one of his books. When Stringfield heard this theory, he began to dig for other possible witnesses who may have been alive. He found the sheriff of Cape Girardeau that served at the time of the incident. Now, this is interesting. He and he confessed to him that everything Huffman's family said was true. So the sheriff, who was alive at the time, convinced or confessed to Stringfield that everything the family said was true. The sheriff. So now we have a government elected official saying that aliens exist, saying that a ship crashed in Cape. Guys, it's smoking gun, man. It's the smoking gun. Ufologists Ryan Wood and Stan Friedman also investigated this case. They're pretty well known. So, you know, it comes down to Stringfield now. You know, Leonard Stringfield, who's, who wrote a book about these incidents. And he found the sheriff of Cape, served at the time of the incident, and he confessed to him that everything Huffman's family said was true. Now, you know, somebody's not going to lie about that and put their reputation on the line. Not the sheriff, not Stringfield. Stringfield lies, and the, and, and the sheriff comes out and says he's lying. Stringfield is not going to be able to sell too many books, right? So, you got to think that this is the, the real deal, guys. Um, something happened in 1941. Some little grays crashed. Again, right? Gotta love the grays. They're everywhere. And um, they didn't make it. They didn't make it because they're biological creatures. But nonetheless, the story happened. So what do you think? What do you think about the Capes, Cape story? Do you think it's true? Do you think that the sheriff told Stringfield that his truth, the real truth? Or do you think Stringfield made it up and that he didn't even interview the sheriff who was alive at that time. Regardless, we still have Huffman's story. Pastor Huffman, who stated he was down there, was given the last rites, was told, or, or gave the last rites to these three creatures, and was told to keep his mouth shut. And then he passed that information down to his family. His family passed it down after that as well. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Guys, we're living in a big universe. You might be in a small town, but there's bigger cities out there. And there's other planets out there. It's a big world, big universe, big galaxy. And uh, there's lots to explore here. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed investigating it, and uh, I enjoyed bringing it to you. So hopefully you guys are taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, Continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.